It is Sunday, January 27th, 2013. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Live on a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we head to the TELUS world of science, I get my holy grail of Star Wars action figures, and we resurrect Mark Tastes Random Things. It's my New Year special, 35% more. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's edition of the Targ. How y'all doing? I'm doing not too bad. Yeah, I've kind of really fallen out of schedule when it comes to doing these, haven't I? It's just, I don't know, life gets in the way, man, and then I don't find the time, and when I do have the time, I don't feel like doing it. If you read my blog, what's kind of overtaken the podcast as being my main creative outlet is Fishing in the Discount Bin. You can see that every Thursday at my blog, chaosinabox.blogspot.com. Basically what it is is I can't just sit and watch a movie anymore. I watch the movie and then I sit and spend two hours blogging about it. And then I'm like, oh, I've done everything creative that I need to do for the week. My creative quota is full and thus no podcast gets produced. But who knows, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, I'm kind of looking for reasons to procrastinate right now. I'm looking for reasons to, I don't know, unwind, de-stress, and doing this has always helped. You're probably wondering, why am I so stressed right now? Well, if you're not my friend on Facebook, let me uh, break in the news. Uh, For the past seven years, I've been working and living in Athabasca, and the company that I work for offered me a transfer I am moving down the road to Westlock, where I will be starting a new job. I will be doing the afternoon show. I'm also getting promoted to like a manager position, so I'll have some manager stuff to do. And yeah, that's kind of been filling up my plate right now. It's just one of those things, you know. I've got so many worries about doing this, so much fretting. You know, it's not the job. I know I can do the job. I'm not worried about the job. It's just moving is such a pain in the ass, especially here in Alberta where you can barely find an apartment or any kind of rental property or anything like that because everybody's got their oil patch jobs and stuff like that. And then there's the whole question of whether I'll be able to afford to live in another town because, of course, moving just throws your budget all out of whack. So I'm just stressing out about that right now. I'm all kinds of flustered and I just don't know what to do. So yeah, I need to decompress and who knows, maybe speaking into this microphone and putting some squiggly lines into Adobe Audition and putting this out there on the ether known as the internet, maybe it'll help me settle down somewhat. But don't worry, my life isn't all doom and gloom right now. You know, I have been enjoying some fun stuff. You know, I finally got into Edmonton to see Star Wars Identities. 
I tell you, this is a fantastic show. Uh, for those who don't live in Alberta and haven't seen the TV commercials, Star Wars Identities is this touring museum display of props from the Star Wars movies. Uh, the through line for this display is they explore everything that goes into our psychological makeup and defines our identity. But of course, you know, everyone goes for the Star Wars props. It's been playing at uh, the uh, TELUS World of Science in Edmonton since November, and I always thought, you know, January would be a good time to go see it because in January you won't have the opening crowds or the Christmas vacation crowds. Things should be nice and slow. And to make sure it's even slower and there's no crowds, I'll be sure to take a day off in the middle of the week and go in the middle of the day. Brilliant planning because there was hardly anyone there and I pretty much had the whole place to myself. And I tell you guys, Star Wars Identities, it is amazing. I saw the actual gold bikini. Of course, it was all encased in glass and everything, so I wasn't able to check it for Carrie Fisher sweat stains. And that's probably a good thing because there's probably a million other geeks besides me who want to do that. And yeah, it'd get all worn down and everything. And of course, right next to it is the official actual Han. Solo and Carbonite. Of course, the centerpiece of all their advertising is the actual Darth Vader costume that David Prowse wore in the original trilogy. Not as tall as I expected, you know. David Prowse, from what I gather, he's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but yeah, it did seem a lot shorter. Uh, they had the actual C-3PO costume, the actual R2-D2 costume. If you're into Clone Wars, they had a couple of maquettes for the Clone Wars. That was there as well. Uh, all kinds of filming models from doing the special effects. And one that really intrigued me, Jabba the Hutt's eyes. Apparently that gigantic animatronic Jabba the Hutt, it has deteriorated and fallen apart over time and the only thing that stills remains are the animatronic eyes. So those are on display. Just ah, little stuff like that. It's completely awesome. And of course, because the whole thing is identities, it's very interactive. Along the way, throughout the display, you get to make various life choices. And at the end of the display, you see the Star Wars character you created by making your life choices. That's very fun. I got to take a friend and go back, actually, because there is one part where you have to, like, bond yourself with a friend and then their decisions influence your decisions, you know, just like a real friendship. So, yeah, might have to go back and uh, check that out again. But that's not all I did at the TELUS World of Science. I'll tell you some more I did after this song.
That Star Wars theme doesn't seem to get as much love as like the Imperial March and stuff like that. That is Parade of the Ewoks, aka the Ewoks theme here on U62 The Targ. Welcome back, I am Mark Kappas. I was telling you before about Star Wars identities, and if you want to see uh, more of Star Wars identities, I made a little home movie about it, so you should check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mkappas911. Go there and check out my little home movie and see the pictures and everything. But as I said, that's not all I did at the TELUS World of Science, originally known as the Odysseum, originally known as the Space and Science Center, originally known as the Space Science Center. I still call it the Space Science Center from time to time. But you know, in order to go see Star Wars Identities, you also buy your regular price admission, so since it'd been at least 15 years since I was there last, I decided to wander around and check out the place. You know, I saw some of the displays. It's definitely gotten a little more kid-friendly over the years. Smaller, too, but maybe that's because I've grown so much. Like uh, when you go to their space gallery, I remember hanging from the ceiling. They used to have a full-size mock-up of Canada's greatest contribution to the space shuttle program, the Canadarm, but that is nowhere to be seen anymore. They still have the moon rock, though, on permanent loan from NASA, so that was cool. And, of course, the real popular science these days is forensic science, thanks to CSI and all that, so they have the whole gallery and display set up dedicated to forensic science. And, of course, one of those things you absolutely have to do when you're at the uh, TELUS World of Science is you have to see an IMAX movie. So I also bought my ticket to see an IMAX film. I saw Coral Reef Adventure, all about the coral reefs. I tell you, the Science Museum documentary is where the IMAX format flourished for a great many years. I'm glad that, you know, modern filmmakers have finally embraced it. Uh, movies like The Dark Knight Rises and Tron Legacy and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, they now film some of the major action sequences in IMAX for IMAX theaters. Uh, but still, you know, to see an entire movie in IMAX, you got to get to your local science museum and be sure to see a documentary on their big screen. So yeah, Coral Reef Adventure about the coral reefs. I'm sure you were able to figure that out. Beautiful underwater photography. And once again, my going in the middle of the day on a weekday plan, absolutely brilliant idea because I was the only person in the theater. I had the entire IMAX movie theater to myself. So yeah, it was just cool. Just me and the coral reef. Awesome. And then, of course, while I was there, I decided to uh, check out a planetarium show as well because the Space Science Center houses um, Edmonton's planetarium. Now, I know, big science and space geek that I am, you'd think that uh, the planetarium was a regular hangout for me when I was a kid. But no, I have actually never seen a planetarium show where they project the stars and they point out the constellations and stuff like that. So when I heard the PA announcement say that a show was starting in five minutes, I was like, sure, why not? Okay, I lie. I did see one planetarium show, like, way back in the late 80s, uh, but it wasn't a planetarium show. It was a laser light show that they used to specialize in back in the day. It was Van Halen versus Bon Jovi. Very loud. And my sister fell asleep in the middle of it. Yeah, my parents thought she died of an aneurysm or something because they thought there was no way anyone could fall asleep when the music was that loud. But no, my sister just fell asleep. <laughs> 
But still, you know, a real planetarium show, watch the stars. I was like, darn it, I don't know when I'm going to be back. I've never seen one. Let's do this. So I went sprinting up to the theater. I only had like two minutes to go before the show started. I got up there and the guide, she warned me, okay, the PA system said it was going to be a star, a show about the Northern Lights, but there was a mix up in the scheduling and all that. So it's not about the Northern Lights. It is, in fact, the Sesame Street show. So I saw a Sesame Street planetarium show. I'm sure they thought I was some kind of creepy pedo because, you know, there in the middle of the day, it was just me and about a half a dozen daycare groups. But still, you know, there it was. They projected the stars up there and Big Bird and Elmo appeared and they pointed out like the Big Dipper and constellations like that. I still had a good time. And after the show, you know, I did go to the guide because she said if you had any questions, I would be glad to answer them. So I did want to ask my one question. When I saw that laser light show way back in the day, I remember that uh, the planetarium used to have this huge, gigantic star projector in the middle of the room. And it wasn't there anymore. So I wanted to know what happened to it if they still break it out from time to time. So I was talking to the guide and she was like, well, you know, that thing was getting to be about, you know, 25, 30 years old. It was getting too hard to find parts for it and all that. So it has been decommissioned. Turned out though, it's one of those pieces of equipment that's too big and too unwieldy to be removed from the building. So it just sits below the stage gathering dust and then she showed off their fancy digital projection system that they have now she gave me like a five minute private show as she showed off all the neat stuff that the digital projectors can do and then she said that you know with how computers advance and everything uh, even though this digital projector system is just six years old it's already starting to show its age and then she sighed and said i'd really like to get a new one but i don't decide the funding in this place so Donate to the Space Science Center so they can get a new digital projection system for the planetarium. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, that was my whole day at the uh, TELUS World of Science. I tell you, I really should go more than once every 15 years. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, the TAR.
From the Disney animated film Wreck-It Ralph, that's Sugar Rush by some J-pop group whose name escapes me right now. This is U62 The Targa, I'm Mark Kappas, welcome back. Yeah, I went to see Wreck-It Ralph even though I was kind of avoiding it because, well, as I said in my movie review on my website, you know, I didn't have a Nintendo growing up, so video game nostalgia, that's something I'm not really going through as I approach middle age. And the trailers for Wreck-It Ralph just made it look like video game nostalgia, the movie. But I decided to go see it anyway because I was just in the mood to see a movie. And you know what? I really liked it. It was actually a really sweet film. So I'm sure it's going to be hitting DVD in about a month or so here. So watch for it and uh, give it a rental when it comes out. Uh, So what more can I talk about? You know, this is January. Still kind of getting over the Christmas thing. In fact, during the Christmas thing... I think I've told this story, but in case I haven't told it to you, I finally got my holy grail of Star Wars action figures. I got the Macquarie Concept Stormtrooper. See, there's a little comic book and collectible shop in West Edmonton Mall that I frequent. I popped in from time to time and browsed through their shelves, seeing if they had the uh, Macquarie Concept Stormtrooper. Yes, they did, but when I started collecting action figures many years ago, I swore I would never pay more than $20 for one. Why? Because I'm constantly broke and I need my money for more important things than toys. So there I was. I was at uh, getting ready to see Django Unchained to finish off my Christmas vacation. I was browsing through the store. I saw the Ralph McQuarrie concept Stormtrooper and... It was marked down to the Mark Can Sleep at Night price of $19.99. So I was like, fuck it, this is the day I'm going to buy it. I took it off the shelf there. I went it up. I took it up to the clerk, and here's my purchase for today, sir. He looks at it and says, oh, man, I can't believe they marked this down to $19.99. And I was like, I know, I can't believe it either. That's why I'm finally buying it today. And as he rung me up, he grumbled under his breath, I paid more than 20 bucks for mine on eBay. Have a good day, sir. And there you go. I got my holy grail of Star Wars action figures, the Macquarie Concept Stormtrooper. I don't know what my great unknown Star Wars action figure is going to become my new holy grail now. I was thinking about this not too long ago. I actually don't have Lando Calrissian in my collection. I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for a Lando Calrissian. But before I go, there's one last thing I want to do here on the show. I want to do this for a friend of mine. You might remember about a year ago I was doing a bit here on the podcast where I found uh, the Jones Holiday Soda Christmas Pack with all their unique Christmas-flavored soda pops, and I would sample each one live here on the podcast. Well, a friend of mine, he heard that and he said, Oh, dude, that is so awesome. You should make that a regular bit where you just taste random things you know the way he said that was like what do you mean by taste random things and on this installment here i am licking the wallpaper but you know just for my buddy i got something for christmas that i think for this one time only i need to resurrect the bit i originally called it the jones holiday soda fizzathon but that won't work now i'll use the same intro though but now i'm going to retitle it Mark tastes random things. Tiny bubbles in the wine. 
All right, so what random thing am I tasting here? Well, if you know me, you know my favorite soda pop is a nice cold Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper. Well, while she was out doing her Christmas shopping, my sister popped into this specialty store and she found Dr. Pepper flavored barbecue sauce. Yes, I read about it online, but of course, to, for me to buy a bottle, I would have had to pay, you know, like ridiculous amounts of money to have it shipped out of the States. But my sister, she found one in a gift shop in Red Deer and she was like, Mark will love this. So I got my Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. And for the past few weeks, you know, I've primarily been putting it on hot dogs and sampling it. And what does the Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce taste like? It tastes like barbecue sauce. You know, like when you go to McDonald's and you get the barbecue sauce for your chicken McNuggets, or when you go to any kind of restaurant and you order some barbecue sauce for like your barbecued ribs, and generally what you get is the blandest, most run-of-the-mill barbecue sauce that they make. Yeah, it tastes like that. Really don't get the Dr. Pepper. Well, I know there is the Dr. Pepper flavoring in there somewhere because it smells like Dr. Pepper. When you take a bite out of something and the fumes hit the roof of your mouth, that's when you taste the Dr. Pepper. But other than that, to, you know, just stick your finger in the bottle and rub it on your tongue, it tastes just like bland, run-of-the-mill barbecue sauce. So the Dr. Pepper is in there, but it's not as Dr. Peppery as I would have liked. So there you go. Another installment of Mark Tastes Random Things. You know, because I am moving down to Westlock, you know, they actually do have a McDonald's and a KFC. So maybe this will become a regular bit as I taste whatever brand new fast food offerings they bring in. They got an A&W too. Uh, yeah, you know, I was down in Westlock. I slipped down there for an afternoon to check out a few apartments. There's this one that I got my eye on. I really hope I get it. And it's within walking distance of KFC. You know, many years ago when I was in Japan, most of my co-workers thought I was crippled with homesickness because I was constantly eating at KFC. That's not the case. I wasn't crippled with homesickness and always eating at KFC. I was always eating at KFC because I just couldn't get over the novelty of having three within walking distance of my house. Yep, I love my KFC. Ah, but I'm about all rambled out now. This has been a nice couple hours of procrastination. I guess I should head back out into the world, real world and fretting and worrying about moving. You know, I'm recording this on Saturday. Really can't do much in the way of house hunting on Saturday because all the realtors and everything, well, they're closed. So, no, it's just nothing but sitting around and waiting till Monday. So, thank you for sitting here and waiting with me. I'm Mark Apps. This has been the Targ. I will see you, well, whenever I feel like procrastinating again. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. It's a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.